Purchase Ford fans on all you can eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford fans on all you can eat tickets now. We're going to talk about uh, Kobe with uh, Michael Smith, AT&T Sportsnet studio analyst from L.A. In just uh, a couple of minutes here, y'all getting him on the phone right now. While we've got a minute, PK, there is a jazz game tonight, the Jazz and the Rockets, and we're looking forward to this string of big games against quality teams, but already Mike D'Antoni has said Westbrook is not playing tonight. Coach is ruling him out. And Harden, who didn't play yesterday, is listed as questionable for tonight. I'm expecting that sometime after 6 o'clock tonight, we're going to hear he's out. Harden? Yeah. You expect anything different? Am I up in the night? I don't know. He didn't play last night, so I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. And he, but he has an injury. I don't think it's a rest thing. No, he has a, a, some thigh. He's got a thigh, thigh yeah. injury. Yeah. So I would think with Westbrook out, and they got to get... They got to get James Harden healthy. There's no point in anything else. So, we'll see what we hear later today. But right now, I think it'll be a pretty watered down version of the Rockets tonight. We'll see how that goes. Now, as promised, it's time to talk with Michael Smith, AT&T Sportsnet studio analyst, longtime Clipper broadcaster. Michael, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing all right. We obviously spent a lot of time talking about uh, Kobe Bryant, and we wanted to have you on because uh, obviously, you know, he's an NBA star, and that means you know internationally. And he, you know, spent time growing up in Italy and speaks Italian. It's a global thing, um, but it's got to feel different in LA when someone plays twenty years in one city, regardless of the sport. There's a bond. So as much as people are hating this news everywhere, it's got to be hitting harder in LA, I would think. Yeah, for sure. He's, I mean, the word, I don't know if it does it justice, and it's been thrown around. He's iconic. He's, he's, he's synonymous with basketball in the city, and the city has great basketball history. And so people just randomly gathered at Staples Center yesterday. I'm sure most of your listeners at some point saw footage of that. And it wasn't like, you know, something was, you know, erected you know, a shrine or anything. It just kind of happened organically. And, you know, they had the Grammys going on. And so this is the week or 10 days every year where the Clippers and Lakers are always out of town and they head east and play. And and I feel like I was a part of that, you know, for 20 years. I basically, you know, started broadcasting NBA games in Kobe's third year and basically broadcasted, you know, the next 20 seasons. And so I saw... 18 of his 20 years up close. And so we shared a building and which is different than the jazz might experience and how it is in Utah, right? Because you have that team and in LA, it was so different. You have two teams. And so you're, you're really hallway brothers or neighborhood and it's a fraternity. You're, you don't practice at the same place, but you play at the same place. Your locker rooms are in the same hallway. And so you see the same people a ton and it just was really sad. Uh, I haven't lost anyone in my personal life, you know, like super close, not a sibling, not a parent yet. And, you know, but I've lost like eight teammates, but not while they were my teammates, if that makes sense. So 
I've been to funerals, you know, Reggie Lewis and Dennis Johnson. And, you know, there's been like about eight of them that have gone on. Derek Smith and Moses Malone and even Lorenzen Wright, who's drafted in Kobe's same year. And uh, it's not that I'm not an emotional guy. I am. Like, I'm the guy who will cry at a, at a movie with my wife. I'm that guy who could be moved by, you know, literature or music or, you know, some great cinematic piece especially when it's inspirational. But I've been to, you know, funerals and I've been to things like that and I don't usually show that emotion. But yesterday I'm in Vegas, my twins, you know, competing in this, their big dance competition of the year. They're 12 years old. And I get the news from, you know, my little jazz group text chain from Bowler and Thurl and Alema and Kristen and Travis is on there and Ron Boone and, David Locke, and we're all on this, you know, group text chain, and Thurl just sends a note and says, this can't be true, or did you guys see the note? And this is really early. And we can't confirm anything except the one story, which is first, right? So it's his TMZ. And I'm in this huge auditorium next to my wife, but, you know, it's just bedlam in there because of all these dance groups and it's loud and they go on one act one one after another and lasts all day and I'm telling you guys not that it, I mean I lost it I lost it over I mean he's not a dear friend he's an acquaintance he's a colleague he's a he's a fellow NBA brother but I lost it in this auditorium as these reports were confirmed and I don't get that way and that's weird so for that to happen to me, I guess, shows the impact of how stunning, how shocking. And I was just with him three weeks ago at a game. He's there with that same daughter, Gigi. And I chat with him for five to eight minutes before the game courtside. I mean, I was just with him. It was, I don't know, it was all pretty surreal. So... I was in living in Los Angeles, working for a suburban paper in the 80s and uh, covered, had an opportunity to go to the forum many times, Lakers and Clippers and all that. So I think I understand the relationship between Magic, Kareem and the fan base. And and it was really about it was really about the team, the Showtime team, Magic being the leader, obviously, but you had Pat Riley and and others, Jerry Buss. And then I move up here in 93 and not there for the Kobe relationship with the fans. But from my perspective, it seems like, and it's a perspective that's from a distance, it's not there the way it was with the Showtime guys, but it seems like that the bond between Kobe and the L.A. basketball fans was greater, and I may be mistaken, but anyway, it seems like it was greater than the Showtime. A, do you agree, and B, if you do, why? I totally agree. And, uh, gosh, um, you know, he's like he's like the second coming, right? Magic was the first. And maybe it has something to do with uh, technology and the era in which Kobe is, you know, the accessibility and the ability to watch every game. And, you know, when Magic's playing, still not every game's on, right? You, you don't have that intimate connection to every game. I grew up here, and so... Uh, I don't live in L.A. now. I'm about an hour south, but but still, it's it's 
L.A. is the team here in Southern California. And, yeah, they do have the Clippers, and I worked for them for 20 years. But this city has always loved the Lakers, right? 16 titles. The Clippers don't have one yet. So there's a lot of history to erase before this becomes somebody else's city. But I think it has to do with that accessibility, like in Kobe's lifetime becomes the Internet and cell phones and the NBA emerges and is in your screen every night. And that has a ton to do with it. Like like when I'm growing up and I'm in high school and watching Magic and the Showtime Lakers, which were easily the most fun team ever to watch because of the way they played and Magic's persona and how they played and how they ran. And they won. So five titles in a period of 10 years in the 80s is, <clears throat> is hard to beat. But, you know, even then, there's one game a week on Sunday afternoon on CBS. And also there's a repeat game on Friday night at 1130 on tape delay. And that's your access to the NBA other than the sports page and the local news. So your local sports anchor you know, is bringing you those highlights every night. The ESPN is not quite, you know, happening yet. Um, I remember asking my parents for ESPN for Christmas, not even knowing what it was. I just knew what it stood for, the acronym. <laughs> and my parents, uh, when they responded Christmas morning, they're like, we don't know what that is, and we don't know how to get it. I mean, I just had heard about it through the newspaper, like, I want that. Entertainment Sports Programming Network, sports all day long on one channel. I want that. It wasn't even available. It was just talked about. But I think also, guys, the fact that Kobe was international. Um, he spoke Spanish fluently. He spoke Italian fluently. And such a large base of the L.A. community is Hispanic or Spanish-speaking. And they embraced him as their own. And... Listen, I've had, I don't know how many encounters with Kobe. Let's just call them exchanges. We've never been to the same restaurant together, but we've been to shoot-arounds together or walking into the building when Lakers played Clippers, or sometimes we're arriving at the place where we flew out of and they're coming. And, you know, just those exchanges that happened normally and naturally through the course of two NBA teams using the same facilities. Every single time Kobe and I chatted was either in Spanish or Italian. We never once spoke in English until that ball game three weeks ago when I'm courtside. That's the only time we ever talked in English. And it's because other people were around us and kind of joining in the conversation. But every other interaction was fluent Italian or fluent Spanish. And it was like it was our thing. And I don't even know why, but it, we connected on that. Maybe because when you're in a group like that, nobody else can really tell what you're talking about. But it was our thing. It was weird. And I don't know. There was, there was such respect from my end for his skills. Like, I love great quarterbacks. I love great shooters. But I love players who become great. And I just felt like Kobe not only had unbelievable talent, but he became great, and he worked at it, and he added things to his repertoire and his game. And <clears throat> I know I'm going too long, but let me just tell you this. That time we spoke three weeks ago at the game, I asked him about golf, okay, because he lives – another way we connected is we lived in Orange County. 
So it's like the distance between Provo to Salt Lake, right? So Kobe and I, through all the last 20 years of Clipper players, Laker players, Clipper coaches, Laker coaches, he and I are the only two that live in this area, an hour south. We connected on that, too. We could relate to the commute. He used to ride a motorcycle to avoid the commute, which is awful, and eventually a helicopter, which crazily takes his life yesterday. But when I spoke to him at the game, I said, I go, hey, you live down my way. He goes, of course I know that. Come on. And I go, have you picked up golf in your retirement? He goes, no. He goes, no. He goes, he goes A, I'm terrible at it. B, uh, I said, well, I can teach you. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a trained golfer. I'm scratch. I can teach you how to be great. I said, with your length of arms and your body strength, you'll be amazing. He goes, Mike, I don't have the time to become great at golf. Then he says, there's too much life to live out there. That's three weeks ago. So in other words, here's a guy, he's got too much, too much to do, too much, too much he wants to accomplish. I think part of that hit home with me yesterday as well. Mike, we appreciate a few minutes and the memories. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome, guys. You guys do a great job. And uh, the NBA lost uh, an amazing player, and it's just so sad. And I guess uh, a wife and a mom lost the leader of their family, right? And three, three more girls lost their daddy. So mm-hmm. I know we mourn the loss of him because of what he was to the NBA, but there's things more personal and intimate and that really matter that are in much more mourning than we are this morning. Michael Smith, AT&T Sportsnet Studio Analyst. DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Larry the Laker will join us. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Chris Mannix is with us. Every team in the Western Conference, even the top teams, they've got a flaw. The backcourt is a problem, I think, for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma is a problem. The Clippers, when Kawhi plays, they tend to be really good, but you never know with that group. The Jazz have an opening here. This is a team right there in the mix. They've got the supporting cast there, and if Conley can be something close to the player he was last year, they've got a real chance here to make a run and kind of live up to those lofty expectations. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 90. 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Listen Wednesday for your chance to win University of Utah running Utes basketball tickets. Experience the excitement of Utah basketball all season long as the Utes battle for a place to top the Pac-12 standings. Tickets are still available include a variety of pricing options. Visit utahutes.com. Utahutes.com. The Utes. All right, uh, Larry the Lakers is going to check in here in a few minutes. Uh, we got time to uh, kind of recap the morning for the people who are joining us late and get them all uh, up to speed. Headlines are brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Nice win for the Utes. they got to get these games at home. They've beaten the three teams that, well, for the moment, it's bouncing around all the time, but they've beaten three bottom teams in the league at home. Taking down Oregon State, Washington, Washington yeah, State. Yeah, but you've been at, you were literally at the bottom, so yep. so what? You're out of the bottom, baby. <laughs> Say goodbye to the seller. Wins are wins. In this conference, this conference is crazy. Yeah. Freaking uh, Arizona has a 22-point lead against the Devils, and then they lose. It's crazy. Can the Utes get to 9-9 nine and nine in the conference? Can they split yeah. this week? Yeah. Oh. SC looks oh, really yeah, yeah, difficult, yeah, yeah, yeah. but UCLA looks winnable. 
Totally they can split. And you're probably not going to get a lot of road wins, but you got a chance to get one this week. For BYU, they've done so well on the road, and then, sure enough, a guy comes off the bench and goes 10 for 10, scores 32 points, and Shabazz knocks him off 83-82. Yeah. Blew it, had the 14-point lead, and it got away. It's the kind of road loss that has haunted them in the West Coast Conference. Yep. All right, it's time to talk Kobe Bryant and Laker basketball with Larry the Laker. Larry, good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Oh, uh, well, you know, we're doing all right. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about Kobe. We're going to suspend all the Jazz Laker trash talk with you here out of respect. We can pick that up later. I expect we will with those two teams currently sitting 1-2 in the West. But we'll set all that aside for now. Uh, we wanted to talk to you for multiple reasons. One, you've been, uh, you've been following. It's clear from the tweets I see from you. Uh, that you have been following the L.A. sports scene for a long time. And I grew up in San Diego, and I went to college in Santa Barbara and did radio and TV there afterwards. And that was all Laker Nation at that point. And it was Kareem, and it was magic. And i got to say, I never thought anyone could capture the town the way they did, especially magic with this persona. Kareem wasn't, you know, wasn't warm and fuzzy. But magic was, and he was out there. But you see the way Laker fans react to Kobe on TV. You see it with the Kobe fans and the Laker fans when they come to Utah. And, you know, timing's everything. Magic was there when uh, the, the Rams were still there going to NFC title games and you know, Kirk Gibson's home run in the Dodger World Series in 88. And by the time Kobe comes along, the Rams have moved to St. Louis and the Dodgers are going through the worst stretch that they had in L.A. And Shaq had a great run, but it wasn't that long. Kobe was the guy. You've been in L.A. a long time. Does anyone compare with him and the hold he had in the town when he was the only winner they had? You know, first of all, DJ, that's a really nice way of saying I am old because I am. (laughs) And uh, you're right. I mean, uh, believe it or not, the first game I ever went to, my dad took me. Now I was a little kid. Let's let's qualify that. But it was uh, Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain. So that's how far back I go. But um you know, the thing about Kobe, it's a very generational thing. Um, he was my guy, absolutely. Now, true true honesty, my generation, Magic was kind of like our guy. He was the god, you know. And he's never really been supplanted, but Kobe is as close to that as ever was. But that's my generation. The kids who are younger, um, Kobe is the man. And... And probably there was a lot of very, very rough things yesterday. But for me, one of the roughest was um, early in the morning, I got a phone call. Um, I've got a son who's a freshman away at college. This is his first year away from home. So he's going to school in Dallas. So uh, I get this call from my son. And right away, that's unusual because they only text you, you know. And usually when he texts me, it's because he's out of money. So for him to call me on the phone, I was like, what's up, bud? And he's like, Dad, tell me it's not true. And I said, well, I had only seen at that point just the TMZ report. And I said, all I can tell you, guys, is that TMZ is, you know, usually right. And I said, well, wait on this anyway. It wasn't long, and it was true. And uh, the thing he said to me that, you know, you hear it through your kid, and it's really heartbreaking. He goes, you know, Dad, this is my sports hero. This is my guy. And when you think about it, for a 19-year-old, he is his sports hero. So, I mean, it, it was it was a brutal, brutal day yesterday. I, I would say, without a doubt, without any doubt, the worst day in Southern California sports history and by a lot yesterday. 
just awful. So you put all those people together who are L.A. sports hero, heroes, whether it be, you already mentioned Magic. I think you could throw Kareem in there, Chick Hearn, whoever it is, if it's Kirk Gibson, or even going way back, Sandy Koufax, and and uh, even L.A. Rams, the fearsome foursome, Merlin Olsen, blah, blah, blah. Where's Kobe rank? Well, you know, that's a, that's a toughie. I mean, again, for me, I've always been, you know, I, if you ask me who the greatest Laker is, I'll always say Magic. Um, but they have a very different time, different kind of player. Um, he, he's in the Kobe's in the top three, let's say. And it really depends who you talk to. I, I don't think any football player, because we didn't have a team for so long, is even in the conversation. You know, Dodgers probably the most iconic is either Kurt Gibson or Fernando. Um, they also, you know, Kurt was not a friendly, warm guy. So the fans love his moment, but not necessarily him. Fernando was beloved, but they didn't win. I mean, they, they did win one World Series, to take that back. I, I don't know. Um, you know, there's an ESPN writer, Ramona Shelburne, and she was on uh, television yesterday. And she said something I thought was really great because Ramona is like myself. She's born and raised here. Uh, she grew up in the Valley. So even though she's a national writer, she's an L.A. kid at heart. And her comment was, she said, you know, Kobe is like the the spiritual mayor of Southern California. Like, it's more than L.A., by the way. It's all of SoCal. And he is the one guy who traffic will stop for, who everybody wants to see and everybody wants to talk to. Um, and he was. I mean, uh, just, just so bizarre. Um, the other thing I want to say to you guys while I think of it is I was trying to equate this to other things I've seen. And, of course, the first thing that came to mind, the other terribly sad day in L.A. sports history, was the day Magic announced he was HIV positive. And I'll never forget that day because it happened while everybody was at work. And people are at their offices. Everybody's crying. It was like somebody literally had died because in those days, that diagnosis people kind of thought it meant you were going to die that's how it looked but the difference was that day magic walked off the dais that day after his press conference he was still there he was standing right in front of us so there was always that glimmer of hope and then medical science advanced hope came through and magic is still here what happened yesterday was so brutally final because he'll never be back and yeah, his poor kid. I mean, geez, what a day. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I thought about the contrast to those two because, boy, if you've been around the Lakers, those two are just really special. You know, Shaq and Kareem emotionally don't have the same hold on the fan base. And I remember thinking for everything we know and everything we think we know, Magic's here and Kobe's gone, and who would have bet on that? Because you're right. At the time of that Magic announcement, it felt like a death sentence. It felt... You know, I, the NBA players and the NBA fraternity, I was working in Sacramento then, and there were Kings players who told the PR person, I absolutely do not want to do interviews. You know, we had to call, and she had to say, they're just, they're out today. They, they just can't. Like, okay, they can't. Um, and, and then you see the players crying before games. You see Tyson Chandler. You know, here's a guy who's been in the league a long time, and I don't know what his relationship is with Kobe because of his age. I assume he's got one. And, and he's just balling. There's, there's no tough guy. That is gone. 
just standing there at the start of the game. So how long is LA going to take to bounce back, or does it ever bounce back? This just changes everything. You know, that's the question when I woke up this morning. Um, this is going to be obviously an absolutely brutal week. Um, you know, I have no idea what the memorial is going to be. It's going to be the most massive thing you've ever freaking seen. But um, right now, you know, Popovich said yesterday after the game, I thought he nailed it in, you know, two words when he said, yeah, we lost. It was a tough game, but who cares? And that's L.A. right now. Nobody cares. I mean, tomorrow night we're supposed to play the Clippers in what was going to be a huge game. Um, You know, I was going to call you guys today anyway because we were going to talk about the Jazz being number two and the race in the West and what an incredible season it's shaping up to be. But right now, nobody cares. And um, I would be surprised if they actually play that game tomorrow night. I think both teams may get together and ask they postpone it um, because nobody can wrap their heads around a basketball game right now. Um, It's going to take a long time. It really is. You know, life moves on, and the games will be exciting, and the Lakers are obviously going to be in contention. Uh, You know, I feel bad for everybody involved because this was setting up to be a real special and exciting season, and I'm sure it still will be in the end. But, boy, you talk about it right now, and it's so raw, and everybody's just like, yeah, but, you know, every time they win and if they go to the playoffs, people are going to be looking at up for those jerseys. It's just going to be very difficult. But, um, you know, we've seen this before. Um, life will go on. We'll just see how they handle the rest of the week for sure. Do you have any stories that you heard through your associations down there of Kobe being able to do stuff for people? whether it's a broadcaster's son or whoever it might be that really have never uh, come to light? That, that's, a, that's a good one, PK. That is a very close friend of mine is a broadcaster, and he has a son, and it's not well uh, really publicized. It's kind of like a family thing, but he has a son uh, who is on the spectrum, um, has really struggled as a young man. And... You know, this particular broadcaster has been with the Lakers since Kobe's early years. So Kobe, every year on this particular young man's birthday, gives him a personal call. He, at the holidays, he always makes sure he gets this young man special gift whenever they bring him to the game. He has him uh, play the role of ball boy for, you know, and, and Kobe, there's a lot of people who are around the Lakers, so if you're talking to them, he does things like that for people who work for the team. If somebody, an employer, somebody has a relative who maybe passes away suddenly, they'll all tell you the first person you get condolence is always Kobe. Obviously, it changed in the last few years a lot, but, you know, he was never a fan of the press. The other thing, uh, PK and, and DJ, I was going to say, you know, people ask why he had the hold he did, but when you think about it, you know, he comes to the Lakers 18 quickly. You know, L.A., the Lakers, and the city basically raised him from a pop. He was he was ours, and he was ours from when he was just right out, right out of the shoot, you know. And there's never been an athlete in my time here, and I think it's very rare, that an entire city 
goes through their raising up. And some of the moments were great. He had some really bad moments, but he was ours. And I think that's what really, really devastates people. Um, it's like, you know, my wife used to tease me all the time. Um, you know, I, I have two boys. And uh, back in the day, she used to always refer to Kobe as, yeah, you know, your third son. She used to tease me about it because I was so into everything Kobe was doing. But uh, that's how it was in the, in the town. And uh, it's going to take a while. I, I, I just don't know. Time will tell. Larry, we appreciate a few minutes. Next time you come on, uh, we're going to trash talk you, but we're just uh, we're going to pass on that right now. Hey, can I do one thing while I'm here? And this is totally off the subject, but I told my son yesterday I'd put in a word for him. Um, he's a uh, freshman at SMU, and his uh, fraternity is doing a national fundraiser. The reason I'm bringing that up is they're doing it for the Huntsman Cancer Institute in Salt Lake City. That is their their charity. Um, so I wanted to mention that for all the Salt Lake listeners, obviously. And um, I can send uh, Jake or you guys a little link. No big deal. Any any donation is great. Um, it would make him feel great if some people chipped in. And it's obviously a fantastic cause. And uh, I'm real proud of the kids. They picked a fantastic charity to be involved with. And I just wanted to mention that while I was here. Well, we all know somebody. Uh, we've all lost somebody because of cancer. There's certainly a long line of people there. So that is excellent. Or maybe work. have some people saved because of the Huntsman cancer. That state. too, excellent work. <laughs> yes, Mrs. K, right there. You know, Larry, I would suggest two things. One, send Yock the link, and he can get it up on our website. But also, tweet the link out and tweet it at PK and I, and we'll give you retweets, and we'll see if we can get it going viral. How about that? That sounds fantastic, guys. I I will do that as soon as I get out of the car here. Okay. Larry, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And tell your son, good choice with the Huntsman Cancer Institute there. All right. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, your feedback. we got a lot of people tweeting at us. we got a lot of people uh, hitting us up on the Facebook page. Yuck might have some audio. You can send it in right now. You'll still get it on the air if you want to grab the phone, use the app, and send us... Uh, Send us some stuff with the, uh, the open mic feature. Uh, remember, anything you missed today, the Pace Manion interview at 8.30 was really good. Larry the Laker uh, was just really good right there. David Locke, Michael Smith with their own remembrances as well. Locke was sitting right there when Kobe walked over to Hot Rod at Hot's last game. That meant a lot to Hot Rod. Uh, everything is online at 1280thezone.com. And wherever you get podcasts. Search out DJ and PK. Search out DJ and PK. iTunes, Stitcher, just on down the list. Spotify, Google Play podcatchers anywhere. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, they're all there. And so are all the other shows. And the other shows, we know because the producers have all been texting. They've all lined up different guests. I'm looking forward to hearing from Kyle Goon and Bill Orem, who cover the Lakers, who used to write for the Salt Lake Tribune and are now down in Southern California. They'll be on later today. Uh, There's a lot more uh, coming. And if you miss any of it, remember, get it at 1280thezone.com or wherever you get podcasts. Yuck, don't list them all again. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. I don't think that there's a time since maybe 97, 98 where I look at a team and say a championship is within reach. And I know we want to be really careful about talking about that. And I get that. But I think it's time we start allowing that to be part of the conversation because sometimes when we address this team, we talk about this is a team that could make it to the Western Conference Finals. Well, I think it's okay to talk about making it to the NBA Finals. I don't think we need to be scared about talking about that. And I'm not saying that, you know, if they don't make it to the NBA 
Finals. It's a disappointment, but I think it's also okay to say, you know what, this is a team capable of doing that. Would I pick the Jazz to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series? I don't know. But the fact that I don't know right now means that the Jazz have a pretty good chance. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for the feedback of the day, brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Spent most of the day talking about uh, Kobe Bryant, but that doesn't stop people from tweeting cheap shots about other stuff. Kenny, face it, David, your school is a stepping stone for Mountain West coordinator positions. Hmm? Rocky Long, defensive coordinator in New Mexico. San Diego State's just a stepping stone. Well, good. That means they had great success. <laughs> right? Silver lining. <laughs> right? If you're a stepping stone, that means there have to, you've had to have success to step stone or stone step, whatever it is, someplace else, right? Brady Hoke to Michigan. And now Rocky Long, the defensive coordinator in New Mexico. Don't tell him to reorganize his staff. He'll decide how the staff needs to be organized or he'll quit. Rocky Long is one of my favorite guys and has been for many years, as you know. He's a winner wherever he goes. Now he's going to he quit San Diego State as a coach, head coach. He's 70 years old. He doesn't want to stop, and so he's going to return back to New Mexico where Danny Gonzalez, who was his D coordinator at San Diego State and was his walk-on when he was the head coach at New Mexico way back when. Danny's an Albuquerque guy, and Rocky, both of those guys went to school there. And played football. and So he's making sure his protege has the best chance to succeed. Yes. He could have stayed on in San Diego as coordinator he could for Brady and, and gotten rid of all the head coaching duties. Hiring mm-hmm. and firing the staff and doing the media stuff and doing the booster Well, then stuff. he needs him because Rocky has given Brady a gift. <laughs> it's a really good program. Yeah. Take care of it. Right. And look what I've built. Now you take care of it. And Rocky did build that thing. And he did a phenomenal job. I mean, I power five, non-power five, I don't care. Coaching has power five, high school, junior college. That has nothing to do with it. Women, men, coaching is coaching. And you can do a great job where you're at. And Rocky Long was an unmitigated success. Best decade yeah. of Aztec football since the 70s. He was brilliant. Yeah. yeah it's, he, that'll go forever. And so now he's going to go over and see if he can help his guy over in New Mexico. And I wish them nothing but the best of success. Uh, Jason tweets at us about Kobe being a glo- global icon. He says, I've had conversations with people in London and Delhi about Kobe Bryant, and they are devastated too. Oh, yeah, and uh, yesterday, you know, what was interesting is we got the news on a Sunday morning, and because of the time differences around the world, at 6, 7 o'clock at night, our time, they were waking up to that news, because mm-hmm. they were asleep, depending sure. on where you were, and so it was a whole nother round of, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this type of thing, because as I understand it, he was big, you just, you named, uh, what'd you say, London, is that what you just said? London and Delhi. Oh, and I heard the Philippines. I was, he was huge there. Basketball's big in yeah. the Philippines, yeah. Yeah. I want kids every time they shot a three-pointer would yell Kobe. Yeah, so you had that going on. So this guy was really a, a transcender of all races and ethnicities and all and on and on because of his his intelligence, his ability to speak multiple language. Languages and the nature of the sport, and the it's a it's truly a global sport, 
and uh, something that people got excited about. And plus, he was brilliant on the floor. And then, you know, the thing that, too, now, now he had the finances, too, unfortunately, I guess it turns out, with the helicopter deal. But he's coaching his daughter, and he had on the flight with him other parents going to the daughter's thing, the daughter's sporting event. So my point is, in the end, when he leaves us, he leaves us like you or, or, or me or anybody else. We're going to a sporting event for our child. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go support them, in his case, coach them, what have you. Now, as you know, we don't take helicopter. I, I get that. But he was going to support girls' youth sports, as we all have. And so he leaves this planet as one of us. Not this big-time superstar, mega, multi-million-dollar NBA this and that. No, he left us as a dad with his kid. That's the tragedy. That's the real, real tragedy for sure. But he leaves us as one of us. Guy tweets at us, great interviews this morning with Pace Mannion and the Mike Smith way. Thanks to those guys for coming on and David Locke and Larry the Laker as well. They're both... Both those two and the other two all able to add their perspective to the uh, the Kobe story. All right, we are about out of time here. Anything you want to add on the way out the door? Jazz and Rockets tonight. Normally we talk about it a lot. We barely mentioned it just a couple times this morning. Yeah, life will go on. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get back to, to routines and all, all that type of stuff. It's, it's, it's sad. But it's really also the only way you can do it. Now, life will go on for us as far as Mrs. Bryant and the children and those who have the family relationships. Life will be forever altered. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll go on. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, just, I just keep thinking a 17-year-old girl is never going to see her 13-year-old sister again. And the other two kids, I think, were one and three. And, you know, they're not going to know their dad yeah. and— in this community, some would say you would see them again, but uh, you know what I was getting. I at, get your point yeah. here. It, it, it's it's the utmost tragedy. Yeah, and I I don't want them to go. It, but it's not going to return. The thing that I love to say is he he leaves us as one of us. Yep. All right, we're out of time. Uh, more coverage, though, as I mentioned earlier, coming up on all the shows all day long. And anything you missed, you can get online at 1280thezone.com or wherever you get podcasts. Shoot-around show coming up. It's the Jazz and the Rockets, at least some of the Rockets. Not Westbrook and maybe not Harden, but some of the Rockets. Tonight, stay with us.